0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Simple Power Podcast where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm Duke LaMastra, I'm your host, and I'm really grateful that you're taking the time to listen to this week's episode. It truly means the world to me that you're here. If you're interested in some more resources like this or some resources related to experiencing the presence and power of God in your personal life in practical ways, just want to invite you to check out my uh, online media platform, Simple Power Media. You'll find it at simplepowermedia.com. Dot com and uh, you can plug in for some further resources there. Thank you again so much for being here. Let's go ahead and jump into what I wanted to talk about this week. been thinking a lot about testimony and about the importance of remembering God, remembering who God is and remembering what God has done. It is so it is so foundational for our lives and so essential that we remember that we actually remember to remember. Like that might sound silly, but if you think about it, I think that very often we forget to remember, we forget to think about what God has done. What do I mean? We get into a difficult situation, we get into something that's frustrating or that's, you know, maybe a conflict or something happens that's scary that's terrifying, right? We get into these situations that we all deal with in life and we get into negative circumstances and we get into that situation and instead of remembering what God has done for us in the past, remembering how faithful God has been and how good he's been and how he's rescued us and saved us and brought us through time and time again we get into fear we get into frustration we get into a pity party we get inside ourselves and we do that anxiety thing and we don't remember we we forget to remember that oh yeah God is good and God is faithful Right, Because as we go through life, and as we have experiences, and as we see the hand of God upon our lives, and we see his faithfulness, and let me just say, not just upon our own lives, but other people as well. Because God is no respecter of persons. So what he has done for one, he will do for another. Now, he might not do it the exact same way. It might not be the exact same thing. But what I mean is this. That whenever God does something, whenever God moves, when he shows up, when he does something miraculously, you know, as people say, when God shows up and shows out, when God does those things that only God can do, we see that it's not meant to just be this short-lived thing for that moment where we're like oh i'm so grateful that you got me through god and then we go back to our life and we go back to normal and a day later or a week later or a year later or whatever it is we forget about what god has done no what's supposed to actually happen is that every time we see god move miraculously in our lives that we actually learn from that experience So that experience can become a stepping stone to go forward, that that experience actually becomes part of our roadmap. It becomes part of our track record, our history that we're building with God. So that this is not just, oh, God did something great. It's, no, hold on, it's deeper than that. It's God did something great because he is great. In other words, every single time God moves in your life, It should actually point you to a deeper reality or a deeper understanding of who God is. The things that God does reveals to us who he is. Again, it doesn't mean that we tie God's hands to say, God, you have to do it the exact same way you did it for this person. No, God is sovereign and he knows exactly what you need in the circumstances that you're in. It might not look exactly the same, but the nature and the character of God is unchanging. And so if God healed somebody who was sick, that wasn't just a one-time thing where it's like, oh, praise God, he healed that person. It's no, God healed that person because that's who God is. He is my healer. He's not just that person's healer. He's my healer. So when God provided for that person, God provided for that person because that's who God is. He's our provider. He is Jehovah Jireh, right? And so we can look at what God has done and it should speak to us about who God is. And if we know who God is, we can actually stand firm in confidence upon the knowledge of who God is, his nature, his character, because he is not the kind of God who leaves us from time to time. (laughs) He's not the kind of God who forsakes us. He's not the kind of God who forgets about us. He's not the kind of God that forgets that we're going through a difficult situation or that we need his peace or his presence or his healing or his power in our lives. He doesn't forget about that he's with us all the time because he is unchanging there is no shadow of turning with him there is no variation with God he is the same yesterday today and forever and you know everything else in our lives is inconsistent To a certain extent, everything else in our lives can fail us, can disappoint us, can let us down. Even the most faithful people in our lives, eventually they're going to hurt our feelings. They're going to let us down, but not God. He doesn't do that because he is perfect and he is faithful. There's a a verse in 2 Timothy chapter 2 that I always, I just love it. I love it so much. And it says that even when we are faithless, God remains faithful. And then it says he cannot deny himself. He cannot deny himself. He is faithful. That's who he is. And so we just simply need to learn how to remember. Let Let me read a couple of verses here for you the first one is Psalm 77 verses 11 and 12 and there are so many scriptures that we could look at especially throughout the Psalms of all the different times that David talked about remembering God God I remember you on my bed I meditate on you in the night watches I meditate on your law I think about what is meditation that word meditate is going to come up in this verse that we're about to read to meditate to ponder over to think about to muse over Right. You've probably heard this before, but the idea of biblical meditation, it's like this picture of a cow chewing on hay or straw, you know, and what a cow will do is we'll just chew hay, like not like you and I, we chew food for like 18 seconds and then swallow it. No, like a cow will chew and chew and chew for a very long time and then swallow it and then bring it back up and chew it some more and then swallow That's the idea of biblical meditation we take what god has said we take his word in terms of scripture we take what he's promised us we could even like we're talking about here just take an aspect of his nature and his character right the fact that he is faithful the fact that he is our peace the fact that he is our healer and just for a practical thing here take that and then find a scripture or two that that defines that 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 brings out that Uh, understanding of that aspect of God's nature and character, and then just process that through your mind. Think about it. Talk to God about it. Engage with God about it. Read scripture about it. Write it on a note card. Put it in your pocket. Put it on a bookmark. Put it on your bathroom wall. Put it on the refrigerator. Like, you know, sometimes, especially when you're going through a, a specific kind of a challenge, like if you're going through a faith fight, right? Like you're really up against it at your job or you have a health issue or someone in your family does, or you're having a major financial crisis or a relationship conflict or something like that. Look, there are times when we've got to actually do war with The word of God. We've got to use the word of God and the promises of God and the prophecies that we've received. And we can take these different things that we have that help us to remember who God is and what he has said and what he has promised. And there are times where we've just got to bombard our minds with those things as a practical thing. I'm talking practically here. Because what the devil will do is all day long try to bombard you with the negative stuff and with the lies. And if you're not careful, you can grab a hold of those lies and you can allow them to begin to control and manipulate your thought processes. Uh, Like I know that you know, (laughs) because we all know how to do it, to just spend hours, hours, days, weeks, just like pondering over negative stuff, just going down that rabbit hole, that death cycle of anxiety where we just play out those negative scenarios in our mind over and over and over again, trying desperately to get ahead of a problem that we don't have any control over and we don't know the outcome of. And so we all know what it's like to live there. So if you know how to do that, you definitely know how to meditate. (laughs) So all you have to do is replace the content of the thinking that's going on in your mind. And sometimes you've got to be violent about it. Sometimes you've got to just take that authority that you have as a believer. And say, you know what? Not today, Satan. You know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to get stuck in this death spiral of anxiety and worry and fear and frustration and pity partiness and whatever else. Like I'm not going to do that. I'm going to actually take the word of God I'm going to take the nature and the character of my Jesus. I'm going to take the promises that he's given to me. I'm going to take the authority of his word. I'm going to take this prophecy that I received. I don't care if it was 50 years ago. I'm going to take it and I'm going to remind myself of it and stand upon it. Because when we remember what God has done, When we remember his faithfulness, then it actually becomes a weapon in God's hand, not in your hand, but in God's hand that he uses to just silence the lies of the enemy around you. But look, we've got to take some responsibility for this stuff sometimes. Now, I I still haven't read any scripture. Let me get to this real quick. Psalm 77 verse 11, David says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. This is I I just I just realized this is not a psalm of David. This is a psalm of Asaph. That was just force of habit. (laughs) So this is a psalm of Asaph. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. Verse 12, I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Like sometimes we've got to just talk. We've got to talk about his deeds. There's so much negative talk. There's so much negative news. There's so much negative negativity going on in the world around us right now. There is so much going on. And I think that we get used to it if we're not careful. And depending on the kind of people that you hang out with, you might even get used to it to a certain extent of just hearing negativity and hearing conflict talk. And to a certain extent, you can't avoid every negative thing. I get that. But we've got to learn how to at least balance out the scales here. Otherwise, we we run the risk of positioning ourselves for getting into a, a negative kind of a spirit. And so we need to take the word of God. We need to be filling our mind with it and filling our heart with it. It doesn't mean that you've got to walk around like with the Bible in front of your face 24-7. But it does mean that you can wake up in the morning and read a single verse. And walk throughout the rest of your day with that verse on your mind and in your heart. Just remembering something about who God is. I don't care if it's as simple as Psalm 23 verse 1, the just part A. The Lord is my shepherd. I am telling you, you can work the heck out of that scripture right there. The Lord is my shepherd. And just thinking about that as you go throughout your day. So that when your boss uh, comes at you with something, right? When that person comes at you with an accusation, when that person cuts you off in traffic, when the Starbucks uh, barista gets your order wrong, I don't know, whatever it is that happens, instead of getting annoyed, instead of getting upset, instead of flying off the handle, you can actually remember in that moment, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me and he guides me perfectly. He cares about me. You know, he leaves the 99 and he goes after the one because he just loves Every single one of his children just that much. He loves me. Personalize it. Internalize it. He loves me that much. You just begin to meditate. You think about what he's done. You think about who he is. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of of their testimony, the word of your testimony is is so important. It is so essential. You know why the devil tries so hard to keep you in fear and to keep you frustrated and to keep you focused on negative stuff? Because he knows that if he can keep you there, he can keep your mouth shut to the word of God. Because there's something so, of course, it's important to read the word of God and to put it inside of us, but it's also so powerful when the word of God comes out of us. And so when you speak the word of God, when you, when you become intentional about remembering what God has done and professing and declaring it out of your own mouth, it silences the voice of the devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And let me just uh, give you one more scripture because it's one of my favorites um, in terms of testimony. It's Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I don't know about you, but um, sometimes I've heard people testify, quote unquote, but they'll spend like four minutes and 45 seconds of a five minute testimony talking about all the bad stuff that happened and the devil this and the devil that. And I was really in sin and I really had this problem and this was happening. And, you know, spending the majority of the time really just elevating the problem and the bad. And then very little time actually giving the glory to Jesus for bringing them out of it. And I get that, you know, maybe they're just trying to tell a good story or whatever. I, I, I get that. But a testimony is supposed to testify of Jesus. A testimony is supposed to reveal the goodness and the glory of God so that somebody else can grab a hold of that truth and that their faith can arise and their faith can build up and they can say, okay, hold on a second. If God did it for that person, that means that he can do it for me as well right? And so it's supposed to glorify Jesus, the testimony of Jesus. When we testify of Jesus, we testify about the goodness of Jesus. When we testify about what God has done, we testify about his faithfulness and what he has done for us. It is the spirit of prophecy. It is the essence of prophecy. It prophesies to those who hear it. So again, someone else can hear you can hear the, the testimony, excuse me, of what Jesus has done for you and recognize, hold on, if God did it for that person, then God will do it for me as well. And their faith can rise up in that moment to believe God for the impossible. A testimony is always supposed to remind God's people of the faithfulness of God. And there were times throughout Israel's history when they would forget about what God had done for them. And every time they forgot the testimony about what God had done, they found themselves in trouble. But it was woven into their culture. It was woven into the idea of family and following God as a nation to remember what God had done. And if you look at the, you look at all the times that they built altars they established altars what was the purpose of an altar it was to commemorate that God did something here when God parted the red sea when God led them through the Jordan River when God did all these amazing miraculous things what would they do they would set up an altar a place of remembrance to commemorate on this spot God did this and it became a testimony to generation after generation why because when you remember what God has done you put the devil on notice like when you refuse to focus on the negative that you're going through and instead you direct your heart and your remembrance to my God is bigger than this my God is faithful You actually silence the lies of the enemy and you focus on the goodness of God in that moment. You position yourself for breakthrough. You position yourself for miraculous happenings. You position yourself to see the goodness of God manifested in your life, even in seemingly impossible ways, because with God, nothing is impossible. So I just wanted to encourage you this week to remember and to remember to remember what God has done. And don't be afraid when God moves in your life to testify, to talk about what God has done. Because I promise you, there is somebody in your life, there is somebody you're going to come in contact with that needs to know. They need to know what God did for you. So don't stop testifying. Don't let testimonies be so short-lived that God doesn't get the proper glory for what he's done. And don't allow a testimony to become so short-lived that it only meant something in that moment, but it never actually led you and even others around you to a greater revelation and understanding of the nature and the character of God. Because remember, whenever God does something, it's not supposed to just say, oh, well, God did something. It's supposed to point us to the reality that God did something, God did this miraculous thing because this is who God is this is the God that I serve this is his nature this is his character and he does not change so if he's done it in the past if he came through for me back then I don't have to be in fear right now in this circumstance that I'm going through because I've learned I've developed a history with God I've developed a track record with God I've seen all these testimonies throughout scripture of things God has done I've heard my neighbor and my, my pastor and my friend and my family members uh, and, and I've seen the things that God has done in their lives and so we're building a history with God that transcends just ourselves. Your personal history with God is so important. It's so important but this goes beyond even just that because maybe you're new to this. Maybe you haven't been serving God that long and maybe you don't have a bunch of testimonies that you can look to but you can look to the testimonies of others because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy and as you begin to have experiences with God and as you begin to have those breakthrough moments remember those things I'm not talking about literally setting up altars but like in your mind in your heart Set up a place within you where you say, you know what, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember to remember With the next time I'm going through hell, the next time it's falling apart, the next time it's crashing down around me, the next time I have an idea and it crashes and burns and I want to get into a pity party and I want to blame people and I want to blame God and I want to get, fra- whatever it is, the next time that happens, I'm going to remember to remember God did this for me. And because God did this for me, I've learned that this is who God is. Because every time God moves in your life, it's supposed to point you to the reality of the nature and the character of the God that you serve. All right, y'all. I definitely went on a little bit longer than I intended to, but I hope that you got something out of that. I really appreciate you all. Hope you have an awesome week, and I look forward to being back with you next time. Thanks.